head on over to patreon.com forward slash severe podcast right now to support the podcast and sign up for our premium content and now here's the podcast graham mcdonald is an idiot sean sheehan of severemma.com he even has the audacity to call himself the quote-unquote pod god this is Severe MMA. Severe MMA. Severe MMA. Severe MMA. The Severe MMA podcast is finally here. Welcome, welcome everybody. It's episode 233.2, or part 2 even. 33 and a third. 33 and a third of the Severe MMA podcast. My name is Sean Sheehan, joined today by the Andrew Flintoff of Irish MMA Media Graham McDonald, Freddie to his mates. Freddie to his mates. Yeah, the pod god I am to to my mates. So um, you know that's that. It has to be said. Like I haven't been saying the podcast pod podcast pod god as much recently. I feel like the people have kind of taken it upon themselves to say it now. So I don't really need to say about it myself anymore. So and it's in the intro as well. So it's you know it's always very good. But anyway, if uh, what was it you spelled it wrong? Put shoddy pause pause dust or something. Oh. <laughs> Podcasts, that was it. <laughs> podcasts, yeah. Johnny Podcasts, Johnny his podcasts mates. yeah. <laughs> Mr. Look, these things happen a little bit. Um, if you haven't listened to the first episode this week, there's another episode already up, so go, probably better off going and listen shame, to that. Shame on you. Uh, shame on you indeed. Probably go and listen to that first because we talk about the whole Nate Diaz situation. Uh, we talk about the UFC card, the... Ben Askren and Damian Maya fight, and I'm sure we'll have a few questions about that, and we'll talk about that uh, again here in a second. But if you want a full breakdown of that card, go and listen to that podcast. Today we're going to talk about the the fight itself, Nate Diaz versus uh, George Masvidal. Yeah, I'm fine. Thanks for asking, Sean. Oh, yeah, you're sick. Graham, sick. Who cares? We're going to talk about a little bit about <laughs> Cage Warriors, Bellator, and uh, we're going to answer some of your questions. Graham, you're sick, so are you? What's wrong with you? It's very cold here, isn't it? It's like 12 o'clock at night. It's getting wintry now, isn't it? I don't know, yeah. Going back to the winter after a bunch of flights and stuff like that. It's been a long, long week in general. and It's catching up with me. But uh, I just need to make it to the shops at some stage and get some lamb tips and uh, I'll be tip-top. You're always giving out to me whenever I come on here and I'm a bit sick here. Like, oh, you're always sick, aren't you? What about you now? You're fucking sick. I, I, I answered for myself saying I was fine. You're the one who blurted out that I was sick. You can't stop talking about people <laughs> yeah. being sick. You brought it up by saying, by not bringing it up. <laughs> what are you talking about? What are you talking about? Right, let's get into some of the questions here. I'm not sure where we ended the last time. Uh, but uh, we'll, we'll, so we'll start with a few questions. We'll end with a few questions and we'll talk about all the stuff uh, in between. Right, so we'll start here with Christopher Graham. Uh, what are the upsides and downsides of Connor versus Cowboy and Connor versus Gaethje fights? Uh, I think the upside of Conor versus Gaethje is a great fight. <laughs> I think the downside of it is probably it's a tougher fight for Conor McGregor to come back for. Um, the upside of Conor versus uh, D- or, uh, Cerrone is probably it's an easier fight, although it's you know still a tough fight. And the downside I think Cerrone it, is a bit better known to the casuals, and they do have a little bit of a better backstory with the previous kind of meetings between Cerrone and, and McGregor, even in the press conference with the snappy and a half stuck in the mud all that kind of stuff and um, it's just kind of been talked about for a while this fight and Cerrone's like a well known name even if even if people aren't really following MMA that they a lot of people would have heard of him more than would have heard of Gaethje but for the for the hardcore fans obviously the Gaethje fight would be more exciting yeah I don't think there's I agree with that yeah I don't think there's any real downside to the Cerrone fight maybe you know there's no title on the line and 
it's not number one contender fight maybe and he lost a couple of fights recently so maybe that's the downside to that but I think it's a good comeback fight for you know for McGregor and it's a comeback fight it's the sort of comeback fight I've been been talking about not the best guy in the world not the worst guy in the world but you know it's no point coming back right at the top but so I think it's I think it's good all around uh, next one uh, with all these young guns versus old lions at uh, bantamweight uh, uh, you know we had Jose Aldo is fighting Marlon Moraes that's a fun fight we have uh, Uriah Faber versus um who, uh, Peter Yan which I can't believe Aldo 135 that. though fucking Alex. yeah that's an interesting one as well and he, he asked these questions about Dominic Cruz and Frank Edgar so maybe they should fight each other but what young gun should they fight I don't know Frankie was supposed to fight Aljamain but I don't know yeah what do you think of Aldo at 135 it's it's gonna be weird isn't it he struggled to make 145 before like. is he gonna make it safely is he gonna make it at all uh He's had trouble making 45 in the past. Uh, I don't know if they'll wake up and meditate they're on the cutting edge of things in Aldo's camp. So unless they've seriously upped them since, like, Kenan Brown was a much smaller guy than, than Aldo, and he had to change up to 145 mm-hmm. because he couldn't make the weight anymore and looked horrendous and was passing out and, like, hitting his head and shit when yeah. he was trying to cut away. So pff, I don't know. I, I, weight cutting's a young man's game. I, I always say it, but... I think it is like I think as your body gets older, like you, you probably know, know you know that like <laughs> your body just isn't as as adaptable and uh, quick to, to heal as as in the past. No, I, I'm the lightest I've been in like 15 years. What are you talking about? <laughs> I don't know. Yeah, <laughs> yeah well, maybe, you're yeah, an yeah, exception. Yeah, yeah. You. <laughs> <laughs> uh, yeah, yeah. It's interesting. Did you, Gary Cruz tweeted out a great picture of him the other day where he looked ripped to shit. So I suppose we look. It'll take one fight. We probably you know, like the Anthony Pettis one. I think that took two fights when he went to 145, and I think we quickly kind of knew that this is this is not going to work. So I think it'll be a similar thing with Aldo. Look. No, no harm in him trying it. Well, maybe there is harm in him trying it when he's cutting that much weight. But <laughs> no harm in him trying yeah, it. There are loads of very good die. Uh, but yeah, uh, between now and the end of the year, which non-title, it's non-main not an event, easy fight either. Like you know, no, he's couldn't wait for the first yeah. time. Like uh, Marlon Moraes, like fucking hell. Yeah. So the next one, which basically, which fight between now and the end of the year are you are you most excited for? Um, it's hard to know what's. I'm, do you know what I'm looking forward to? He says a non-title fight. Uh, I, I'm looking forward to Calvin Keita versus Zabit Magomed Sharapov. I think that'll be a really fun fight. I don't know, is that between? The, I think it is. I think it's in like a couple of weeks' time. I think that'll be a really fun fight. I think it'll be really good. Yeah, it's a good shout, actually. Yeah, yeah. it's a very good shout. Obviously, uh, you've been on that bandwagon for a while. It's it's kind of it's kind of hard to remember though. A lot of the fights that get announced and when they are, it's just it's just so many cards going on that that, that we're probably missing some other very very good ones as well yeah like I must have watched 30 fights this weekend by themselves I just there's no way I can keep remembering everything that happened everything that's coming up I like there's some fights I will be getting to later on that I'm just hearing for the first time are happening right now <laughs> guaranteed because I've I've had time to go through and watch a couple of fights for some like in the, the past like a few years ago doesn't like you'd know weeks ahead of who was on the card now you, you pull up the card a week before and you're like oh that fight oh yeah mm-hmm. <laughs> you know you you completely forgotten, or you haven't even heard that a fight's on a card like uh, that used to never happen, and now now it's just it's just way too hard to keep up. Yeah, people say, "Oh, did you, did you like what what card was was a certain fight on?" I used to be able to tell you. Now I have no idea. Mm-hmm. Uh, Lorenz Larkin next for the welterweight uh, winner. Uh, not which should not be Fitch. No, I think there's a reason why it's not Fitch because he's so boring. <laughs> but yeah, give it to Lorenz Larkin. And how bad is MMA for your health long term? Uh, pro wrestlers often die tragically young, but MMA has been around long enough for long-term effects to be... Has MMA been around? I suppose it hasn't been around long enough, has it? You know, it's only, what, 25 years? So it's it's tough to know. Randy Randy Couture had a heart attack the other day, so best yeah, wishes to him. Well, so. Yeah, 
Is it too soon to make the the, the Nate Diaz joke? Uh, no, go on. <laughs> right. I think if had a heart attack after you heard about Nate Diaz, about Nate Diaz. Oh, yeah. <laughs> I nearly had one as well. Too, <laughs> too soon. Yeah. Look, yeah, getting punched. Terrible. Sorry, Randy. Getting punched in the head, putting your body through that much damage is not going to be good for you. Like, okay, it's going to keep you healthy. And, and we see guys with like, bad health, like you know, uh, guys who are sounding a bit punch drunk and guys who <laughs> who can't take a punch anymore, like. Uh, uh, like okay, it may not be like a really obvious physical ailment or noticeable to people who aren't close to him. But I'd say there's a lot of fighters who who've taken damage, and it's noticeable that they're damaged to people who are close to them. Yeah, definitely. Um, which MMA cancellation was the most disappointing for you? Ooh, was it McGregor versus Aldo was pretty disappointing at first. <laughs> one, wasn't it? Fucking hell, that was that was definitely up there. Yeah, yeah. It was kind of the confusion though, and then the Mendes fight was on, and everybody kind of just focuses on that though. So there wasn't there wasn't too much time for like disappointment to even sink in. Yeah, I think I think the Dan Henderson versus John Jones was the, the whole yeah event the whole cancelled. around it, like yeah. yeah sports sport killer sport killer. Yeah, that was that was fantastic, but. That was a bit of fun as well, though. It was a bit of fun. It was great fun. <laughs> These things happen in MMA. Just how bad is Askren? Would you have him in the top 30 welterweights in the world from Kroll Susanna? Listen, I've yeah, got... Yeah, top 30. Uh, yeah, yeah, top 30. I've got awful flack for this over the last couple of days just for saying he's overrated. Like, there's no question about he's overrated. Look, he's not absolutely worthless and shit. Like, he'll win a lot of fights, and we said that in the last podcast as well. It looked like some people thought he was, like, doing pretty well in that fight. But yeah, I can't believe things. it, yeah. It was... People, like, the decision might have gone his way. I don't know what the fuck people are yeah. watching. I don't know what they're watching. Like, the the vast majority of people haven't a fucking clue what like they're People just see them. a little mark on Moya's eye or whatever from a bit of dirty boxing in the clinch and they think oh, he's winning the strike. And I don't know what's going on. Yeah, he, he for sure wasn't winning the strike. And he, he did a good job. He was winning the clinch. He did a good job in the clinch, as we, we mentioned in the last podcast. But on the ground, on the feet when they were striking, just getting destroyed. He looked horrendous. Like, even, you know, you say he's winning the striking. Just look at the punches he was throwing, like when he was yeah. standing. In fairness, though, it was oh a God. horrendous. Like I said it before, it was a terrible style matchup before the fight even happened. We were talking about it, like, and it's a mm. terrible style matchup because he's worse everywhere, basically, than, except for in the actual takedown department. Yeah, which I, is uh, where Maya uh, wants to get the fight. So like, Maya's happy enough. Like, so sure. I don't know. It's it's a bad kind of like Stones make fights, and he's definitely top thirty. Like, he can cause trouble for guys. Just like outside, you can cause trouble for anybody, but you can cause serious trouble for guys outside the top five or six. Yeah, no problem. Definitely. Um, is Douglas Lima the best welterweight in the world right now? No, no, no. I I don't think he's either. Like in, the last time Douglas Lima fought Rory McDonald a couple of months ago, he kept getting taken down and getting like Ben Askren could still beat Douglas Lima right now. Like that's yeah, and Osman like uh, Kobe Covington like yeah. these are very difficult matches for for Lima. Like yeah. Lima's a good, very good, very good fighter, but. To, to call him like you, the, the very best without proving it, like it's, it's a bit of a stretch to me. Yeah, it's I, he's a very very good fighter. I think he'd be top ten, top maybe top five in the UFC. Even he's a very very good fighter. But no, he's he's not as good as Usman. Not as I don't think he'd beat Woodley. I don't think he'd beat Covington. They're, they're all just terrible style matchups for him as well. Askren's even a tough style matchup. Although his takedown defense last night was was extremely good. So if he can have that takedown defense against Askren, I know Askren's a different proposition from Rory McDonald. But like I think Rory McDonald beats Askren oddly you know because the, the MMA match doesn't always work but uh, I, I always thought Rory was a terrible matchup for Askren but we will get in more into that fight in, in, a, in a second again uh, how happy are you that Diego's brother finally was able to share his spotlight did you see this tweet the other day 
from Sean Grand. So Sean Grand, the ex Bellator play by play, tweeted that this was a great win for. Your old mate. Is that is it? Was it the same night? It was him, wasn't it? Yeah, who said who d- d- denied and lied and said James Gallagher deleting deleting, deleting tweets and stuff tweets, to yeah. cover that. <laughs> I just wonder, was it him? It was actually, yeah, wasn't it? It was just ridiculous. But he tweeted. He tweeted that Douglas Lima has been in Diego Lima's shadow for his whole career and that he's finally able to get out of it now. And it was like, this is the most ridiculous. Diego Lima is like an undercard UFC fighter that nobody's even heard of. Like, like there was people writing about the sport and I saw him like, bro, I, he's I, in I the UFC. remember his name. Bro, like, oh he's in the God. UFC. Come on, bro. The most ridiculous thing of all time. <laughs> um, Ian O'Neill asked about uh, Bellator and some of their guys. Yeah, uh, Baby Slice fought last night. Patrick Mix as well were extremely, extremely good. So we might as well do the the Bellator uh, the Bellator card here while while we're at it. Actually, we've we've two more Paul questions. Daly, so we'll, Paul uh, Daly. Yeah, we 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 we've two more questions. We'll go to them first, and then we'll, we'll then we we'll go to Bellator. Um, Herb Dean has been having a mare lately. Do you think it could be uh, CT is anything to do with this? I know he competed in MMA. No, I just think he. No, he competed in May and he got like slightly eye poked and he hammed it up and fucking quit. <laughs> Let's be honest. Who? Like he didn't take much damage. Herb Dean? Yeah, I do you remember that? that. No. He's on some Sky Sports fight back in the oh, day and he got like I slightly do, poked yeah. in the eye and he like hammed it up massively. Yeah. <laughs> like took the DQ yeah. or took the no contest. I think he's just been doing he's it for like, too he long. He knew the rules. He knew it. He knew it. Yeah. That's fucking fine. <laughs> he, yeah, he did. Yeah. I mean, he, he was <laughs> looking for his five the minutes. There, he's forgotten the rules. <laughs> he's forgotten the rules. He was looking for his five minutes there. That's what he's doing. Uh, Darrell Sullivan. With it being a title, do you think uh, if Diaz versus Masvidal uh, were to win at one sixty-five, it might force the UFC's hand to create that division? That'd be a pretty gangster move, wouldn't it? It'd take the two of them to to kind of get together and do it. But yeah, yeah. Have you been thinking any more about the whole Diaz situation? Like. Uh, yeah, it seems a bit. It's a bit. It's a bit. It's a bit crazy the way they. Oh, we cleared it all up so quickly. Like, uh, oh, you did what the other guy who got away with it did. Oh yeah, no problem. We'll uh, let you off. I was. Come on. Um, there was, I tweeted out there the other day. Someone had a good. Um, a good thread about it. That did you? This isn't that. You know, the UFC have been changing these rules for the last year or so, and Jeff Nowitzki has said it. He said it on Joe Rogan's podcast. Neil Magny got away with it, and then I think someone else got away with it as well. And they're changing things and. I don't. I honestly don't think so. No, I, I think there's been enough happening over the last year for something like this was coming. Like it was, it was definitely coming. And you know, we. Uh, we I definitely think innocent until proven guilty. But I just think it, it looks a bit strange when they're so quick to to come out and make these massive statements saying, "Oh, everything's don't look, don't worry, everything's above board." When they couldn't possibly really know for sure if everything's above board. Yeah. Look, it, it's, it's and if if a certain other fighter is. Who like you know? There's a whole like you know Dan Henderson and is on TRT and nobody ever talks about it. And Vitor Belfort's on TRT and everybody hates him for it. It's, if if the fans of the media like the guy, then everything's okay. And if they don't like the guy, then it's a, it's a disgrace. Yeah, that is. Look, it happens. That's the way it definitely happens as well. Like Nate Diaz was from the second he said it. You know, myself and Phil did a podcast. And I was kind of, I, I wasn't really, and Phil, Phil was in like he doesn't think he did it, and I didn't think he did it either, but like, it's, you, in that situation, I don't think you can just if take it was, a person's If it was, for example, word, like, like uh, uh, Rafael Lasanos or, yeah. or Yo Romero, somebody who people are pointing the finger at who have never failed a test, mm-hmm. are people going to be so happy to be like oh everything's above board don't worry about it so quickly? No, definitely, they wouldn't be so. like, there's not a whole, yeah. no, there, there wouldn't be, and yeah, that, but it, like, I think that's true. But I also think that, like, see, the problem is, right? 
I think that's true, but I think if Dasanios or whoever Weidman or you know Romero or whatever was in this situation and it happened to him, I think this would be the right outcome as well, honestly. But the problem is, would it happen for him? Like if this was, uh, it wouldn't happen this swiftly anyway. Yeah. Like it wouldn't be these huge statements coming out. Mm-hmm. Oh, I knew he'd never do it. Like you know, everything's above board. It's yeah. just a bit strange. Did Nate Diaz kind of force him into that though by what he did by coming out on on Twitter and saying that like uh, I'm, I want to be clear that I'm not fighting and he's gonna ruin their whole huge event and everything? Do you think he forced him into doing it? Maybe or maybe Dana had a word and said you can do this. Like maybe <laughs> yeah, I wouldn't put it that fast to me either. But yeah, look. I, I think this is a bigger are you sad? like the the fact that you're even saying that the fact that we're even maybe thinking of that you sad have just lost lost everything like you people don't trust you sad anymore I don't think they believe in you sad anymore really uh, so like yeah. how can you trust you sad they're all over the place yeah they are all over the place I, I think it's you know it's become beyond farcical at this stage and the fact that we're, someone's getting off we're saving a big fight and people are still kind of giving out about you sad as <laughs> saying they did it the wrong way is pr- probably tells you enough like you know it's like VAR we talk the about guys are like spilling their their piss on the ground and getting testers deported and stuff and nothing happens to them it's just like it's a farce. Yeah, it is a farce, really. It is a farce. Right. Um, so Bellator last night had a good card. I know you weren't able to see it all, so I'll, I'll run through it here. No, the main event, um, Roy McDonald and Douglas Lima had... It wasn't a classic, really. It wasn't a classic. I'm giving it I'm giving it a 4.2. It was a good technical uh, battle. Um, I, th- I, was, I thought the first three rounds were very close. Uh, I gave the first to Lima and the next two... Or, sorry, the first to McDonald and the next two to Lima... Uh, but there really wasn't much landed. I literally gave the first to Rory for a big left hand that landed, but it wasn't exactly like a troublesome, hurtful left hand or anything. It was, it was close, he, and that was basically the only punch he landed in round. Douglas Lima landed a few jabs and things, but there really wasn't much. In the next, it was it was jabs again from Lima. Uh, he started landing a few leg kicks in the third, and in the fourth, he up the pace, landed a lot of leg kicks, uh, hit Rory with a big shot as Rory tried to take him down. Uh, Lima was clearly winning the fight throughout, or the, the, uh, the round throughout it. The leg kick again and the head kick from Lima late in the round were very good. Rory clinched, but he, he didn't really land much in. And in the fifth, you know, the, the fight really came came to life. A relatively close round again. I thought I thought Lima just won it, and I had Lima winning uh, 49-46. This is the last fight in Rory McDonald's Bellator contract. Lima is obviously the champion now, wins the million dollars, gets the bottle of fucking champagne from 50 Cent. Like... I think a question a lot of people may be asked, and we'll we'll answer it later on again, I suppose, but on Twitter. Do you think Rory McDonald is the same fighter he was? Like this, Jesus is coming to no, his life. No, no, he's definitely not. We talked about it before yeah. the fight. Like uh, when we were talking about Weidman, we were talking about Rory McDonald and Robbie Lawler, and you, you're just never the same fighter after that, after taking beatings like like that. Um, it wasn't quite as bad as the Weidman one, but it was a lot of punishment, and people were like, you know. What a warrior! What a warrior! And they're correct to say that, but you, you can't have too many of those fights. Like you just can't. Um, like Roy McDonald's a young guy, like but he's been around the sport for a long, long time, and in a lot of fights and a lot of long fights. Even his first UFC fight, I think he got smashed by Carlos Condit, mm-hmm. and, uh, and somehow got the decision. Um, so, like you know. <laughs> It's a lot of damage over a lot of years in the gym as well. Uh, he's talking about his head not really been in at retirement, all that stuff. That doesn't help either. Mm-hmm. Uh, I think he's clearly not the same fighter he was. I think he, uh, he was kind of the, he was really well rounded from the start, but he had his skills haven't like he has no one outstanding skill that that has noticeably improved over the last few years. So I think he's kind of plateaued as well. 
Yeah, like uh, maybe I that's a lack of motivation as well, though. Like you're not putting in the same amount of time and dedication that he did before. Or maybe it's just a case of he's reached this kind of peak in a lot of areas. Yeah, and I think it's a big, a bit of a mindset thing as well. Like there's in Rory, you know, he was obviously fighting since he was very young and you know, very hard fights. You know, people talked about Ben Askren and saying he was past his prime. Like Ben Askren never really had any hard fights, never really had any battles or anything like that. And he had that time off, which I'm sure he could heal from. You know, he's getting on in age as well. But everyone, you know, Tyron Woodley, I think, is older than him. Usman is, what, two years younger than him. Masvidal's around the same years. And they all have a lot more, uh, you know, miles on the clock. So that's why I don't really buy the thing for... Yeah, he's uh, talked a lot more miles. Like. Yeah, for asking. But yeah, Roy McDonald has more miles than people who are 40 years of age he's he's fought a lot but he, i actually don't think that's it right now i think it's a change in mindset you know he's gone very into like he, he, Roy mcdonald was you know he's calling the canadian killer he, or the canadian psycho he used to look like a madman and going in there and trying to kill everyone and he said after that john fitch fight that he doesn't really have that killer instinct anymore you know he's become a very religious I don't think he person. ever did it was more like uh, he was more of an oddball than anything like killer he, instinct i thought like, uh, he, i, I think, think he, he ever was. had killer Lem- instinct remember that bj pin fight where he just blood bj pin fight though like he was like fucking way bigger than him like you know uh, and he was uh, he did, and it wasn't bj wasn't real bj pen like from those, no but those robbie lawler fights as well like you don't if you're not that savage like you know we're talking about bad motherfuckers roy mcdonald was a bad motherfucker in his day as well when there's no yeah but killer instinct in the, to me is kind of like you know when you when you have somebody well, yeah that, well maybe that's the wrong phrase from from me but that the maybe the f- what's the word the, the savage inside you like he was a he was a savage does he have that savage inside him anymore like i i don't know he kind of said himself that he doesn't i yeah, like he kind of fearless like he was before like yeah. now he's had his like face shattered like uh his nose kind of breaks easily is he is he like you know is he thinking about that as well like is he thinking thinking about other things like uh you know when he was coming up he was he was kind of aiming towards being a, a ufc champion and yeah. it was kind of nearly anointed to him before he even got there like oh once GSP moves up or retires he's he's straight in there like it's a guarantee basically mm-hmm. and uh, he kind of had that focus in his mind and now he's now he's kind of thinking like looking around and being like what is my focus yeah that's it too yeah but look fair, fair play to Douglas Eman who came in there with a good game plan uh, it was as I said it wasn't a great fight it wasn't the classic it wasn't better than their their first fight and you know the Rory McDonald's talking about a third fight I wouldn't mind seeing a third fight because I think I think the third fight would be Belzer good again. don't really have too many options, so it probably will happen. Well, yeah, maybe, maybe. Who knows? Uh, one of the options might be Paul Daly, who won in the um, in the co-main event. Came in with a big left, left hook. hook. My boy Kevin McDonald came rushing in again, backed out quickly, and inside the wide got another few fight, a few shots because of it. I uh, wasn't a big fan of that, to be honest. It wasn't the worst in the world, but I hate that indecision, that sprinting in, almost falling over the fighters and sprinting back out. You know, Kevin McDonald has done two or three good things over the last couple of weeks, but... That, I didn't like that at all. I just hate lads that crowd the fighters. You know, like get on top of them when there's a knockdown. If, if there's a knockdown and you want to stop it, get fucking in there and stop it. Or get close to it to see it. Don't, like, fall over the fighters. Almost push them down. Like, I, that, that really annoys me with Kevin McDonald. Other than that, I think he's a very good referee. It's just maybe he's positioning or, you know, something. Maybe he just needs more practice. Maybe he should get out onto the, the smaller scene and do more fights. Do fucking 20 fights a week before you get into the UFC. Because it's... It, it just seems like at that moment that he panics and maybe it's with practice maybe he's just not a good referee but he in other parts of the the thing he is a good referee but for Paul Daly anyway he, the first round he came out didn't really throw much he said uh who was it in the commentary he said it big John I think kind of said that he wouldn't do that uh because it was a short notice change he was supposed to fight someone else who was he supposed to fight let me look here 
Uh, I don't know. It doesn't say it. But uh, yeah, he came out and you know knocked outside the world with the bef- big left hook anyway. And he wants to fight in London again. He says he doesn't have too many fights left. So, you know, enjoy Paul Daly while you can. Always, always fun. Um, and D- Dan Cormier with, with a big loss. Yeah, Dan Cormier. Some some dude called Dan <laughs> Cormier. Yeah, that was that was not. And the other thing I suppose from the from the undercard. They need to put him at the top of the card, like and just like yeah, they should have yeah. Dan Cormier. Dan Cormier. Like, what are they doing? <laughs> just call him Remember Daniel Cormier. What was it, Richard Evans? Richard. Yeah, and um, <laughs> Brock Larson as well. Remember him? Yeah. yeah. <laughs> There's loads of them. And do you know John McCarthy's son is a judge now. He's called Ron McCarthy. <laughs> it's, it's true. Like it's fucking crazy shit. Big, but, Ron, yeah, big, Ron, big Ron McCarthy. Yeah. Big run. Um, Devin Powell as well submitted Marcus Sorin and my boy Kevin McDonald got in there at the end of the round, stopped it for the end of the round, and then Marcus Sorin started tackling Kevin McDonald. And as he was taking Kevin McDonald down, Kevin McDonald stopped the fight and said, Fuck no, he was choked out because he's tackling me. Like after the round it ended, it was absolutely clear as you haven't seen it. It's up on uh it's up on Twitter and stuff. Uh, Baby's Life, Kevin Ferguson Jr. won with those. Conor McGregor, Kiefer Crosby, Elbows. That's a fight I'd love to see. Kevin, uh, Baby Slice, Kevin Ferguson Jr., Kimbo's son against Kiefer Crosby. Get him over in, uh, in February and have that fight. Let's let's make that happen. Um, Nick Newell lost to Manny Muro here. I thought it was the right decision. It was a split decision. Was it? I saw some people say 10-8 in the first round and one of the judges gave 10-8. Um... <sighs> I don't know. To be honest, Nick Newell won the first. Um, he got smashed in the third. The second, he laid on Moro for a long time, but got hit kind of in the last fifty seconds and, and lost that round. What about the first no, the being first, a ten eight? I, I don't no, think no, it was. No, I don't. I don't think it was a ten eight. No, I think the third was maybe closer to a ten eight. Uh, you know, it's, it, good judges get this right, and I think there was a couple of good judges on that, and and they got it right. And you know, two, one judge had a twenty nine twenty seven. There was a 10 8 in there, but it's yeah, easier, but you're, you're such a bad card in shale. It's unbelievable. <laughs> in fairness, the fucker guy he did a good job this weekend and he was on that Roy McDonald, uh, Douglas Eam. I disagreed with him that as well. He gave every round to Douglas Eam. I had Rory in the first, but the first was extremely close. As I said earlier, there was only one punch in it, but yeah, he got that one totally wrong for the fuck's sake. Get it up that game, up that game. Uh, uh you're, like a prim- you're like a Premier League referee, you just give all the major decisions, <laughs> all the major decisions. All, but like give a couple of shit ones at the yeah, end to so make it. it look balanced. That's it, that's it. Um, and then Patrick Mix. Uh, looked great again Isaiah Chapman he got the solo stretch that I called halfway through the fight because he kept looking for it and going for it and he ended up getting it just looks so good on the ground uh, I was surprised he didn't call out James Gallagher after it this guy is he's as slick as Gallagher on the ground like he just he, he reminds me of Gallagher on the ground he, he just dominates these guys and he needs a little step up as well like Gallagher I think why not step him up together put him on that same rung of the ladder Maybe, maybe in Dublin again. Maybe headlining over in uh, in February. That that'd be a big fight for there. That's a tough fight for Gallagher. It's a tough fight for Mix as well. I want to see that fight. So let's uh, let's make that happen and uh, see how see how we get on. But sure, look, go on. Um, right before we get to the big UFC card, Cage Warriors had a, a very good card as well. Uh, this this guy Morgan Sherrier. A lot of people talking about him. He's loads of like these French YouTube um, guys in his in his car, well not in his corner, but in the front row cheering him on. And he's huge support online and things. And he looked like a really really good fighter. Beat uh, Dean Truman with a knee in the third round. Really really good performance. So it, he's a guy I think with the UFC going to uh, Paris here coming up next year. Rumored uh, he could be getting signed for the UFC. You'll probably see him getting one or two maybe in uh, in Cage Warriors again before that. But uh, he could well uh, probably be out of retirement for that one, would he? 100%, without a shadow of a doubt. And my boy Cyril Gagne as well, and Francis Ngannou. That could be a good card. It might, uh, might 
travel over there for an old dirty weekend to Paris and we'll have a bit of sure we'll have a bit of crack over there. Um, the French are all over nicking nicking people from African countries and calling them their own. They're actually sure Jesus there. There. They're they're right though. Who else they're always at it, sure. Anyway, Jai Herbert won in the uh, main event. Just brilliant. Looks like he's off to the UFC now. A lovely knee in the clinch. Just absolutely destroyed Kane Carriaza. Um, look, he looks so good. We've talked about him loads of times on the podcast before. That gym over there in um, in Birmingham, Team Renegade, they're absolutely brilliant. Fabian Edwards, Leon Edwards, Tom Breeze. Like... That gym is unbelievable, and you know your boy Fabian, your boy Fabian, my boy Fabian, close personal friend of both of us, legend. Uh, yeah, so it's, it looks really good. Yeah, for, just for like uh, yeah, for since the re- like you know before and since the, the Reese McKee loss, he's you know he's he's looked really really good and improving all the time, and it's easy to, like to to kind of like you know uh, ride a guy off early in his career when what you're four and zero and you lose devastatingly like that, but. He's he's like he's come back so impressively, and he, he's had what one, two, three, four, five finishes and six fights, including Joe McCoggan. And we all know how good Joe McCoggan is. Mm-hmm. Steve O'Keefe, Jack Grant, you know these are these are tough guys like uh, on the local scene. And as you say, it's probably time for the UFC. Yeah, definitely. Like he looks. He looks so good, like, and, and I'm looking forward to seeing. I lo- I'd love to see him fight Lando. Or Vanata. maybe he'll want the Reese rematch before he goes. Who knows? Maybe he will. Maybe although Reese has gone up to 170 now, I think so. That that probably won't happen. But sure, look, we'll we'll see. Um, right. This I, I'm just looking at this UFC card here on um on Wikipedia, and it, this this it feels like this is incorrect because there's so many good fights in this card. This is a fantastic card. Let me let me read it from the bottom up. Uh, Julia Arce versus Hakim Dawudu. You know, obviously we know Arsenal around for a long time. Dowdo used to train in, in SBG, a really good uh, fighter. Lyman Goat, who beat Demian Meyer recently, fighting Chancer in Contra. Uh, Jennifer Meyer, Caitlin Chukagan. Uh, Andre Arlovsky is fighting Jarzino Rosenstruck. Big heavyweight fight there. Edmund Shabazian, the Duranda Rousey guy, is fighting Brad Tavares, the, the gatekeeper at that division, who all the good guys coming up seem to fight him. So if he can beat him, we know he's he's the real deal. Um, uh, Left fight, right kick. Yeah. Watch out for it. Indeed. <laughs> Macquan Americani, <laughs> Shane Burgos, another SPG guy, so a bit of Irish interest here. Johnny Walker, Corey Anderson, what a fight that Your is. My boy, Johnny Walker. My boy, Johnny Walker. We'll get into that in a second. Gregor Gillespie, Kevin Lee, brilliant fight. Love it's that. Derek yeah. Lewis, it's a great you know, main card, isn't it? Brilliant. Derek Lewis, Balil Agan, uh, Ivanov, Vincente Luca versus Stephen Wonderboy Thompson for the nicest guy in MMA title. Darren Till versus Kelvin Gaslam <laughs> and George Masvidal versus Nate Diaz. What a fucking card. This is, from top to bottom, this is absolutely fantastic. Where I will, un- undercard, let, let's say from Johnny Walker down, what's what's the fight you're looking forward to? What's the one you're you're picking out that uh, that you really want to see? Including Johnny Walker? No, no, no leave, we'll, leave that out. We'll get to that in a second. But under that, what, what one are you looking forward to? Um, probably the Americani Shane Burgos fight. Mm, that should be fun. Like, Americani, we, we, we know kind of... He's a big underdog. Like, I'm surprised at that. Like, because he's a very... Like, yeah, he's a, he's a very tough matchup for everybody. Like, his wrestling is... And his grappling in general is really high level. Like, okay, his, his stand-up isn't really... He doesn't really like it's not on the level of his of his grappling and he doesn't really try to, to show it too much because he he just relentlessly grapples but that's smart when you're when you're not good at grappling and he's a tough matchup for anybody and obviously Shane Burgos is, is highly rated and all that but I didn't expect to see the 
to see the lines as wide as it is. Yeah, I, I think it'll be a close fight. Like obviously Burgos beat uh, Cubs once, which is always a good win, especially after you know what Cubs has done over over the last while, still holding on there, even with lads like you doubting him. And I think that's a good win. <laughs> I, I, I think it'll be a I think it'll be a good fight. Honestly, I'm look I'm looking forward to seeing it. But yeah, I, I'm really looking forward to that. So the fight I'm uh, looking forward to is the the one I mentioned again, Edwin Shabazian versus uh, Brad Tavares. Like. Brett Tavares really is the yardstick there. Ten and zero now. Shabazzian coming in, beat Jack Marshall in his last fight. Who's who I think is a really good fighter. Submitted him in the first round. Not a really good. I, fight know, I just can't get that excited about a Brad Tavares fight. I don't, I don't know. Yeah, but I, I you can get excited about Shabazzian <laughs> fight. Like I, I really like I, I think this guy is. He's the guy coming through. Like he could be fighting Israel Adesanya in a couple of years or a couple of months, even maybe not that far away. Maybe in the next year, if he keeps going the way he is. Now, I'm not saying that he's going to steamroll Tavares or this. That this is by no means a guarantee. Tavares is a tough guy, by far the toughest fight he's ever had. And you know, even if Tavares has had a few losses over the last while, I, I throw that out the window nearly because this is this is the step up that guys need. You know, we talk all the time. We talked, you know, there a few minutes ago about uh, Patrick Mixon and James Gallagher needing that step up. Shabazzian's getting that step up here, and let's see how it works for him. Let's see how it goes for him. Uh, if he can beat Tavares, you're you're talking about in the next two to three fights, he's going to be getting towards a title shot, and he is going to be on the the fast track to 12, 13, 14, and on, and getting in there with uh, Israel Adesanya in a fight that everyone wants to see. So that that's very exciting. No, he might get there. You know, he might lose his next two fights and not get there. But uh, it, it's good to, to look forward to. But um, And out of the rest of the fights, uh, the the Johnny Walker, Corey Addison fight, and yeah. the main card, Bar, Bar uh, Diaz and Masvidal, which fight are you looking forward to the most? Um, Stephen Thompson versus Sinteluca. I love Wonderboy. Like I, Gillespie, Gillespie and Wonderboy. Lee. I think. Yeah, I think that's. We we got through them one by one. So Corey Anderson versus Johnny Walker. Like I was watching a bit of Corey Anderson recently again, and Corey Anderson's a good fighter. Like he's good striking. He's good. He's, he's an good annoying matchup guy. as well. Yeah. I say he's an annoying guy to fight. Mm. Hard to look good against. Good wrestling, like he's tough, pushes you against defense, it can take you down. Like again, Johnny Walker, okay, we've we've seen him go in there and smash lads and break dance and stuff, but have we seen him in that big tough match? You know, like this is very much a, uh, maybe a, maybe a little bit higher up in in terms of light heavyweight matchups. But like Brad Tavares, that's that yard. Like if you can beat him, you can get to the top. Like if he can beat Corey Anderson, I think he can he can get to the top. But if Corey Anderson beats Johnny Walker, you could be talking about him fighting for a title now. I don't really want to see that, to be honest. Him versus John Jones, I don't think that's very exciting. Johnny Walker versus John Jones will be way more exciting. I think that's a fight most people can get up for uh, because just because of the, the physical abilities that Johnny Walker has. And I think Corey Anderson... And if Johnny Walker can go out there like just before a big card and smash... Corey Anderson, that makes the John Jones yeah. fight a lot bigger. Exactly, that hundred percent. And John Jones is looking for an opponent too. He's calling out Francis Ngannou. He's saying he wants to go up the heavyweight. And Israel Adesanya is getting called out. And there's lots of different names going around, but there's no real name sticking out. I know the Dominic Gray has got a good win last week over uh, Chris Weidman, but as we said at the time, I, that, coming out of that car, it was more about Chris Weidman than it was Dominic Reyes. And that's just the unfortunate truth of it because of who Chris Weidman was. Um, but that'll quickly be remembered in Dominic Reyes's favor if John Jones is badly looking for an opponent, and there's an if or but kind of winner here. You know what I mean? Or if it's not, imp- someone wins, but it's not that impressive. Um, so it's. I think this is a big fight. If Johnny Walton come out here and smash Corey Anderson early, I think he'll probably get that title shot. Um, so it's a, it's a big, big, huge fight for him. G- right, G- Gillespie versus Lee. This is an interesting fight because G- Gillespie is this really, 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 really good wrestler. You know, a lot of people calling him the next Tabib, saying he's going to be the next champion. 
a lot of people are saying the same about Kevin Lee, but he is that good wrestler as well. I don't think he's as good a wrestler as Gillespie, but he's better hands in my opinion. Very good boxing at times, but Lee is one of those guys who has all the attributes, but to me, putting it together is the issue. Maybe way more of an athlete than an actual fighter uh, himself. I, I don't know about Gillespie yet, maybe you know where he actually is this is a big step up for him as well you know there's a lot of <clears throat> the guys coming through who are very very good prospects getting that step up how how would you see it going this this lee versus gillespie fight well i'm very interested in in seeing where gillespie is and it's, it's it, do, it does uh you know you mentioned lee i think he if, if he if things go his way he can be extremely dominant but uh, I can't see early. I mean, but I, I can't see that happening against Gillespie. But we haven't seen Gillespie against this this kind of caliber of an opponent in this big of a fight, mm-hmm. this kind of big of a spotlight. So maybe that will affect him. But I, I don't think I don't think it will. He seems like a pretty relaxed relaxed guy, and uh, he seems very well rounded. And Lee, Lee like uh, Lee's beat a lot of opponents by just kind of taking them down, taking them back real quick. And I don't think he's going to be able to do that here. Uh, Gillespie, if Gillespie's grappling is is as good as it's looked, I'd say he, he's going to have a, he's going to have a grappling advantage here, and he's going to have a striking advantage. But do you think he'll have a striking advantage? Uh, I don't know, will he? I like I feel I like Kevin Lee's a bit like yeah, one dimensional on the feet. Like mm, yeah, I, I I don't know. I feel like if Kevin Lee can draw him into a boxing match where they're like they're moving their head and you know it's it's really a boxing match in the middle of the octagon. I think he'll beat him there. I think he's good power. He's good technique. I think for Kevin Lee is extremely good in that position. I think position. Gillespie's got a better tank as well. Yeah, I think Gillespie is. I agree, and I think he's, I think he's a tougher individual. You know, and that's you know Kevin Lee's tough as well. Don't get me wrong, but Gillespie's a tough motherfucker. Like you know, he's he's one of those guys. Yeah, maybe it's because of his name, but he always reminds me of an Australian for some reason. I don't, I don't know why. He just seems like a man and a deficient as well. Yeah, Gregor is very yeah. Yeah, he's very Australian. It was always like John Lineker when he was coming through at the start as well. I don't know why he's obviously a very Brazilian guy, but I always thought he was English for some reason. I don't know for like four or five fights at the start of his career, but anyway. But um, yeah, I don't know. I think it, I think Kevin Lee can win this fight. Do you have the odds up there? What's I'd be interested to see the odds in this fight because uh, uh, 1.63 2.4 so mean? Gillespie's a favourite what, what, what do you like to be in fractions is it yeah uh, Lee's 5 to 7 or 7 to 5 and Gillespie's mm. uh, 5 to 8 I feel like we'll be doing the betting show later on in the week anyway so we'll, we'll, we'll leave that for there but uh, you know Kevin Lee I, I think Gillespie will win 100% but I wouldn't you know if Kevin Lee was a big outsider to win by decision or something I wouldn't mind backing him there but no I'll, I'll go with Gillespie even as well there uh, Derek Lewis coming back here against Bala Liganov. We kind of know what we'll get from there. Even I will probably be winning for uh, two rounds and f- four minutes and 56 seconds, and Derek Lewis will end up knocking him out and, and winning. But I feel like that's the start of the fight where. It's a joke, but it's it's probably it's true probably again. True. Yeah, it's probably true. I feel like Derek Lewis, for a lot of the time in his early career, he used to get on top and get in the mount and just beat the shit out of the lads. I, I don't know why, but I feel like for this fight, Ivanov will at one stage try to clinch him. And Lewis will land on top, and he land on the mount, and he mount and beat him from mount. That's my prediction for this fight. Sure, Lewis only gets going once he puts his hands on his back and his, yeah. his knees. And <laughs> that's when he powers up. Most lads, when they get into like a cardio battle and they get really, really tired, that's when they start losing. Derek Lewis starts winning at that. <laughs> you know, Derek Lewis is no good until he gets fucked tired. You know, he's he's that's that game, wrecked. the getaway, where you have to like lean against the wall to recover and power up. No, that's Derek. It was Lewis like it was like it was kind of like GTA except London. In London and way slower. Mm, I like it. Uh, you basically have to like lean against things to like recover your health. Yeah, you you'd want Derek that now. You sound so sick. Like you sound like you're about to die here. 
Yeah, my nose is fucked. Yeah, you sounded bad. Way. Right, we'll get through this card quick enough. So, um, Vicente Luca versus my boy Wonderboy. Vicente Luca has won his ass one, two, three, four, five, six in a row, beating my boy Nico Price in in there as well, beating Mike Perry in his last fight, split decision. That was a that was a close fight from what I remember. Uh, and my boy Wonderboy, you know, obviously he got knocked out against. You have all the boys? Um, Would you have any girls? Do I have any girls? Oh, Tatiana Suarez. I suppose she's not my. I ha- I I definitely have a few. I'd need to look through it. Uh, I need a few girls, don't I? Actually, I do. Need, uh, do you know how I like Macy Barber? I like the way she was taking the piss out of Paige Van Zandt during the week. I thought that was very funny. My girl Macy Barber. There you go. She's my girl. Um, but anyway, I wonder why he's lost his last two. Anthony Pettison and Darren Till. So this is a big fight for him as well. If he can get, you know, back into the um, back into the wrecking there in the welterweight division. You know? Well, lost his last one. But yeah. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Exactly. Good point. Fucking home cooking again. Um, but. Um, you never know what Wonderboy. It's always a tough fight, and it it depends, I suppose, how Luca can deal with Wonderboy. Uh, can he get inside? Can he land some big shots? Maybe can he get a few takedowns? Like if if Wonderboy is allowed to play his game, where he's fighting on the outside and he's picking him off, and it's uh, one fight versus or one shot versus one shot, Wonderboy will win. Now, Anthony Pettis proved if you can fly off the cage and hit him at the, at towards the end of the round, you can knock him out. So he's he's not impervious to that, and it's interesting after the first knockout of his career to see. Where his chin will look, you know, Wonderboy's been through a few wars as well. Well, maybe wars are unfair, but he's taken a few big shots against Iron Woodley. Took that big knockout against uh, against Anthony Pettis. So, uh, I'm sure Vicente Luca will be looking to get to him. Uh, but uh, yeah, I'm looking forward to seeing that fight. I was uh, yeah, shocked as the pickup fight. I don't know. I don't. I, I see Wonderboy actually smashing him here. Uh, <laughs> the caliber of fighters that that they've been fighting is completely different. Um, you know, okay, Luke hasn't lost since Leon Edwards in 2017, but that Leon Edwards isn't as good as the Leon Edwards now. And, mm-hmm. uh, you know, Chandler Priest, Jalen Turner, you know, these guys are nowhere near the level of competition that, that Wonderboy's been fighting. Mm-hmm. Yeah. But Wonderboy was dominating. Uh, yeah, he, he won his two fights ago, in my opinion, and he was dominating and got caught, like which happens in MMA when you're striking all the time that's very true yeah that's very true we tend to forget that maybe sometimes as well because we just look at the results a lot of the time and i suppose maybe we shouldn't we shouldn't do that but there's just as we said there's so many fights that it's kind of impossible i suppose to do it but yeah looking forward to that fight in the comment event kelvin gaslam versus darren till like darren till this is a tough fight to be putting darren till into after losing to uh tyron woodley uh after you know got getting choked out against him with that dark shock after getting ko'd very very badly against uh george masvidal he's coming back in they're putting him against in his first fight at middleweight against one of the, the top two three best middleweights in the world and kelvin gaslam you know went all five rounds in a very tight fight which some people thought he won against israel adesanya I I don't think it's a good idea. You know, yeah, but Gaslam, like a smaller guy, used to be a welterweight himself. Mm-hmm. You know, uh, I know I know he's very high caliber, but he, he is a, he he's become more consistent over over recent fights. But he used to be inconsistent. And Till is definitely really tough, like and uh, can stand in there and hit you with big shots and has a lot of confidence in his ability. And uh, I think it's an interesting fight, but I, I do think Gaslam would be a little bit too slick and too quick and smooth for him. But I wouldn't wouldn't be that surprised if if, if Till starts uh, starts quick and ends up ends up winning by knockout. Yeah, I think it's a bad matchmaking in terms of building Darren Till back up. But I don't yeah, because think because he does have a bit of extra draw than like yeah. nearly everybody else in the in yeah, MMA. Definitely, but I I think it's a good fight in terms of just the fight itself, and I suppose that's the most important thing to me and everyone watching. But you know, we we talk about everything here, and we have to break down everything. But as a fight itself. 
um, you know, I actually fancy Till. I, I, you know, it's a, to me, it's a 50-50 vibe. But I, I fancy Till. I feel like, I feel like Kelvin Gastelum is the sort of lad who will want to prove a point and strike with Darren Till. Uh, because people think he's just going to go in there and take him down. And I feel like if Darren Till maybe can stop a takedown and Gaston will be won't be too bothered about that and he'll try to fight with him. I feel like Darren Till is very, very... He hasn't unbelievable gargantuan power, but coming up without the weight cause, you know, with, he'll be able to throw more shots, not fighting in a five-round fight here, again, fighting in a three-round fight. I think that'll benefit him as well. I feel like he'll just be able to throw with more power and land with more power here. And I'm, I'm you know, I don't know. I'm 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 picking him to knock out Kelvin Gaslam. I'm totally right. I don't know why I'm picking Gaslam to, to to strike him over over the rounds, yeah. but you could be right. But man. I I do think that that Till definitely does have that big power and probably he kind of does go for it. Like he he's willing to give one to to take one and um Gaslam could get drawn into that, but. Uh, I do. I, I don't think Gaston's going to have it in his mind. Oh, I can't take this guy down because of some kind of. Yeah. You know, I think he's smarter than that. I, yeah, yeah. I I don't think he's. I'm not taking him down because I want to beat him in the fight. But uh, on defeat, I think. I don't think he necessarily has to take him down to win the fight. Yeah, I I think he'll like. The fighters, Ben Askren did it at the weekend. He said, I thought I was doing really well on the feet. I feel like Gaslam could be one of, and he could be doing really well on the feet and still, you know, lose because Darren Till could hit him with a big shot. I feel like it's going to be a very, very back and forth fight until either like, Darren Till is. Like, like, Darren, like, would you agree that Darren Till is overrated? Like, uh, I don't know. See, who. What's who, he really done? Like, you know? He's. Yeah. He's a good fighter. I think his skills are there. He is, and but like, you look at Gaslam's re- resume and. What he's done in, in both divisions, like yeah, but that's what happens when you get fast track to the top because that 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 is what happens. He like he went five rounds. Well, Gaston came in so raw on the Ultimate Fighter, like he was basically just yeah. a guy with a bit of rear naked choke on he's him. Been around a, long, like. a lot longer than Till as well. Like Till hasn't been around that long, and he's good five rounds of Wonderboy. I think that Wonderboy fight, I thought he lost, but I thought it was close, and you thought he lost. Lots of people thought he lost it. Whatever, it, it was a close fight. You, you know, it was 48, 47 either way or something like that. That. To go that far, you we talked about Wonderboy a few minutes ago. To go that far, Wonderboy to be that even one by, I think proves you're a very good fighter, and it's more more than most wins. I think to you know to when we're talking about quality of fighter and ability. I know, like like Gaslam's first fight was in what uh, two thousand nine, and Darren Tails was in two thousand ten. Like, <laughs> yeah, but I don't know. I've liked uh, when was our first UFC fight? Like Gaslam has definitely been in the UFC a lot longer than. Darren yeah, Tilsey. the first uh, the, the first Darren Taylor UFC fight was uh, 2015. Yeah, so four years, and he's already fought in a title fight, like, what, 18 months ago or so. So it was only, like, two years, two and a half years into a fight, title yeah, fight. Yeah, 2013 was the Uriah Hall's uh, win for the yeah, ultimate fighter. For... That's, that, that's it's not too different, years. though, you know. It's, it's... it's a bit different, though, I think. And I still think, uh, look, they're both very good fighters. They're both still developing their skills. But I think Gaslam is further along in his skill development than, than Darren Till. Yeah. I think Darren Till is... And, you know, it might never I know, Gaslam looked very good against Jacare, like, and uh, obviously against Bisbing, it was a bit of a... Bisping shouldn't have been in there, but he like in fairness to Gaston, like he he knocked him out in the first round, like you know. Yeah, he's a very good fighter. I'm not all about it. Yeah, yeah, I think. Like to, <sighs> to go five rounds and have a great fight like that against Israel Adesanya, I'm I'm regretting picking Darren Till now. <laughs> <laughs> I, really I was surprised when you said you were picking Darren. Yeah, I don't know why I said that. Like I I, I do see like the, definitely there's a medal of victory there for him and he could win it. Like, but I think the the safe the, definitely the safe pick is Gaston here. Yeah, I, I think with me picking Till as well, and I don't know why I did that, but I feel like 
I feel like he'd be better when he everyone thinks he's gonna lose and when he's his back against the wall and he has to fight out and he's like if he was thrown in here against someone you know top thirty fella in the world I feel like you know he mightn't perform as well now that isn't to say he's gonna beat Gaslam but I feel like he'll rise to this occasion. I, I don't know why. I might be wrong. He might go in there and get knocked out in a round. But like, was that a Dalby fight where he went in there? Like, um, that was his first fight Dalby? in the UFC, though, wasn't it? That was a long time. No, I don't think so. It was, ah, it was. It was one of many, but sure. Yeah, but uh, like, you know, he kind of like, you know, uh, Dalby's like, he, he's a decent fighter, but like, you know, not great. Yeah. Uh, and that went to a draw. Mm-hmm. <sighs> like, that was a long time, that long ago. ago. It was four ah, years was ago. Four years ago, but yeah. yeah. Anyway. Look, be a good fight. We're looking forward to it. Anyway, had, you know, he's only had four wins since then, and that's one yeah, of them is Ayari, and you know, two good wins like Cerrone and Thompson was a close fight, but he didn't really win it. Like you know, and then he lost to Woodley and Masvidal. I just see, think he's overrated. He hasn't proven what people seem to think he's proven anyway. Yeah, loads of people on uh, when I called Ben Askren overrated and it got like three thousand likes and like. Tons of people were replying to me, calling me a fat idiot, and uh, loads of people were saying, "Have you heard?" Yeah, of like, in fairness, you can't really argue with that. Yeah, they like. were, they were correct. And Neil Siri is one of them, sending me pig emojis and all. I really appreciate that. That was sound, wasn't it? Call me a keyboard warrior and sending me fucking pig emojis on on Twitter. Some keyboard warrior himself. But um, yeah, uh, a lot of people were saying Darren Dill was the most overrated, and I I don't think he is because like for me, overrated is someone at their very best, and they think they're way better than they actually are. I don't think Darren Till is at his very best right now, like. You know, I, I, I just don't. I, I, I don't. But maybe he'll get there. I think he was fast-tracked. I said the same about Weidman at the time. And it's just his striking style of Muay Thai is kind of the old model. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, yeah. That is true. But anyway, the main event, George Masvidal versus Nathan Diaz. I've been thinking about this, obviously, a lot over the last couple of days and watching a few fights and stuff. And having watched back a bit of that Nate Diaz fight against Anthony Pettis, I can't get it out of my mind how rusty he looked and how he didn't look as... And now, he dominated that fight. He won it easily. And people wax lyrical. It's the same old Nate Diaz back again. He just didn't look to me the, the exact same as he used to look. Now, that isn't saying he won't win. That isn't saying he looked better this time. But I feel like there's the unknown there, whether that's Nate Diaz um, being rusty in that last fight and just getting the rust out coming back. Or whether that's a, a permanent change in Nate Diaz, or whether he's not the same fighter anymore, that to me is a big question, right? So it, let's say Nate Diaz is not the same fighter anymore. I think Masvidal will will beat him, and if it's only Ross, I think Masvidal could still beat him because I actually think Masvidal is a pretty bad style matchup for him. Like Nate Diaz beats guys with like Masvidal, like um, Masvidal, like what a couple of years ago was like this up and down fifty fifty fighter. So like, Nate Diaz though. I know, but people are. I'm talking. I'm not talking about the match. I'm just talking about the way people are talking about Masvidal now. Mm-hmm. You know, he he goes out there and, and okay, the Darren Till fight was was huge. Like, uh, I've already talked about him. Darren Till being overrated. Ben Askren, you've talked about him being severely overrated. Mm-hmm. Don Cerrone, like we've talked about him. Jake Ellenberger, Ross Pearson, like these are his UFC wins, like. Doing awful poor shitting over poor fucking Masvidal there. Look, no, but like, let's be honest. Like, come yeah. on. Like, Masvidal <laughs> is a, He's one. I've ta- I said this before, and it's probably going to sound as stupid now as the last time I said it, but I think he's overrated and underrated at the same time. Like, some people think he's this best fighter yes, in the world. Know. Yeah, he, he could go in there and he can be a champion. I don't think that's happening, but I don't think he's terrible either. And I think I actually underrated him a little bit in the past before. I think he's a good fighter. I think the same is said for Nate Diaz. Like, would he go in there and win the championship at lightweight or at welterweight? Not a hope. I don't think anyone would, would say he would. Other guys to, like, lose close decisions and <laughs> usually these yeah. guys 
both of them. And I think, like, yeah, Nate looked, his time he looked off, but I think, or in his last fight, sorry, mm-hmm. in his comeback fight, his time he looked off, but Pettis is a kind of a, an awkward guy to fight as well. Uh, um, uh, I think he's an easy guy You know, you're not getting your boy, Wonder Boy, like... <sighs> Lucky punch. <laughs> <laughs> Even a baby, if a baby had landed that, so bad. I, I feel like we're doing nothing but like making counterpoints. Crapping on people. <laughs> yeah. This podcast's gone off the rails. Who'd you think will win anyway? How do you think? Now, before you say who'd you think will win, how do you think the fight will go? Oh, I think it's. I think uh, the first couple of rounds, I think Masvidal is going to have a lot of success with uh, if he has a game plan of leg kicks. I think that's always there, but I think Diaz will have. Will start to wear him down, and I think Diaz will be in better shape than he was in the last one. I don't think he'll make that mistake again. Mm-hmm. Um, so it, yeah, it, it, see, it's been a really close decision over five rounds, and I see it probably going to Diaz three, four, five. Really, Diaz, oh, Diaz one, four, one, three, five. That's what I did. No, I think Masvidal's power. With, with Masvidal's the, a great man to lose a decision as well. Like, he close is, one. He is in fairness. And he probably whoever loses this decision at the end, especially will against the lightweight, will, will definitely start giving out about it. Like a hundred percent. Someone's going to lose a close decision and start giving out about it. And saying I was robbed, saying they want to rematch and everything, saying two more rounds, give it to seven, make it seven rounds. I, I like this is definitely going to happen. Like to me, looking at this fight, you have to look at how fights are scored these days, and I think. How fights are scored these days are with the guy who can land the more power rather than output. Um, and I think Nate Diaz is a fantastic output fighter, but does he have that real big knockout shot or big hurtful shots? Now, he can hurt the guy, and especially if he puts a lot of output on him before that and gets him into a position where they're wide open for shots. So he, he can. But I feel like Masvidal's power will tell. I feel like the fact that Nate Diaz and you know his brother before him tear open very badly, they cut open very badly, they'll bleed. And if Masvidal rocks him once or twice every one or two rounds, if he cuts him open, yeah, once I think, or twice I think if Masvidal fight, has, has the right game plan and leg kicks a lot, mm-hmm. uh, I think that will be, that will benefit him massively. But I do think Nate has gotten better. He's the better Diaz anyway at checking leg kicks or dealing with leg kicks, and um, it's it's a tough one, like a. Like uh, if somebody's gonna finish it, like it's like Nate Diaz is obviously very hard to finish, um, you know. Uh, but also, as you said, he doesn't hit with as much power as Masvidal, so that's why I think decision because it's probably not gonna be a finish. But you never know. Like the, obviously, Masvidal can he can throw some some well timed flashy knee or something like he did in his last fight. He's proven that before, and he's got the balls to 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 try things. So, um. It's a tough one. Like, uh, like you can make an argument for for either guy, and it'll be a it'll be a good argument, in my opinion. Here, here's my uh, here's my prediction for the fight. It's just after fifty four minutes here, so I'll remember when to uh, when to clip this afterwards because I'm definitely going to be right. This is my prediction. You bet your house on this. Bet your life on this. This is what's going to happen, right? Masvidal is going to win the first two rounds. Diaz is going to win the last two rounds, and it'll come down to who wins the third. That's what's going to happen in this fight. Because Masvidal is going to come out strong. He's going to come out fast. He's going to be landing those big shots. Everyone's going to think, oh, he has Nate Diaz beat. He has, he's, on, he's in bits here. He's in bits. He's cut up and he's almost out. And Nate Diaz will survive. And he'll come back. And he'll come back sometime in the third. And then he'll come on strong. And Masvidal will be tired. And Nate Diaz will still be going. His cardio will come on strong in the fourth and the fifth. And he'll win those two rounds. And it will come down to that third. 
And I feel maybe the power of man's battle early in that round might take him now. It's it's going to be a close fight. I just there's think also power that thing of enough. the judges where like because in this in this hypothetical situation that could happen, mm-hmm. the judges are going to be given the first two to Mas Vidal. He's going to be winning those, and then when this really close round happens, they're more likely to give it to the the guy who's lost the first two rounds mm-hmm. and the the guy who's won the first two rounds. Could happen too, yeah. That could and you know sometimes as well. Maybe it's not just a, if the judges give it, but sometimes when you're behind and then there's this big comeback, maybe it can cause the guy who was ahead to lose his heart a little bit. Or not maybe not lose that's the wrong way way of saying it, but to lose like his momentum and kind of like said fuck I've this fight won and I've I've lost it and I'm losing it's getting away from me and maybe can go towards losing the round more clearly then but there's a lot of integers in it like I I feel like Diaz is is better from the outside. Like, Masvidal's been around a long 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 time as well, mm-hmm. but this is the biggest fight of his 100%. of his career as he's well. Never, he's never been in a big fight like like Diaz has been in two of the biggest selling pay per views of all time. Fight you know fighting Conor McGregor as you said before and as lots of people have said is a different kettle of fish being in those big men events. And you know as as you said Masvidal hasn't been there and this is his usual but like. Uh, in the kind of the tactics of the fight, we I've talked about it there. Like I, I think, I think if Diaz can keep the long distance without eating too many leg kicks, he will do that. But I feel like Nate won't step out too far where he will be kind of seen as running away from him because that's the worst thing I think that could happen for a for a Diaz but for himself. I think that'd be the right thing to do, but I don't think he's going to do it. So I think he will eat some of those leg kicks. Um, I think he will be trying to jab from the outside, push him back against the fence. Uh, I think the leg kicks are less likely if Nate does push him back. I think there'll be a bit of clinching from Nate as well. But I think Masvidal will be trying to counter that jab. He'll be going to the body. He will be throwing the leg kick. He'll be trying to come up inside and catch Nate Diaz with knees to the body and things like that when it gets to uh, the clinch like that as well. I feel like Masvidal will just be a little bit too quick for him in the, in the opening couple. But Nate, as the fight goes on, will start to push Masvidal back. Uh, will will start to take over a little bit because Masvidal, the pop in his shots won't be there as much. The uh, His speed won't be there as much. And that's just natural. Okay, how many five round fights has Masvidal even been in? Mm, not many, I don't think. Has he even, you know, has he gone five rounds? Like it seems Diaz a, a, a lot better for it to be a five round fight than a three round fight against Masvidal. And like, talking to your microphone there, Graham. Sorry. Yeah. Um, yeah, I think it suits uh, it suits Diaz much better for it to be a five round fight. And you're kind of saying Diaz is probably going to win the the fourth and the fifth. I'm saying he's probably going to win the third, fourth, and the fifth. But mm-hmm. it's going to be close. So yeah. Uh, it's a it's a really good fight. I like when you when you don't know what's gonna happen. You don't know who's gonna win. It's not it's, it doesn't seem obvious anyway. Obviously, you can there can be upsets and stuff, but this one is just really really hard to know how it's gonna look. Yeah. So I'm just looking at his record here. Twice, um, Masvidal has gone to the fifth round against Gilbert Melendez and against uh, Vincent Henderson. Lost on on both occasions. Lost by a split decision to uh, to Vincent Henderson and against uh, Gilbert Melendez. He lost a unanimous decision. So. There's, there's that. So as well, if you add up the MMA math, uh... <laughs> yeah, he's he's definitely losing because Nate lost to uh, Vincent Henderson on decision as well, and uh, Gilbert Lynn does his TMA, so that's never going to happen. So yeah, look, look, fun, fun fight anyway. Right, let's jump into uh, a few of these questions. Do you want do you want to go and I'll do the questions myself, or do you want to stay on and do the questions with me because you're very sick? Oh, yeah, so I'm all right, grand so. uh, Tyson Fury, uh, STD ass <laughs> about that. Tyson Fury come fighting MMA. Conor McGregor training him. Any inside information on this, Graham? Do you think it's going to happen? Yeah, it's definitely going to happen. Really? Oh, you heard it here first. <laughs> no, boxers always talk about coming to MMA. Uh, it never happens, uh, except James Tony and Ray Mercer. Yeah, that is true. Um, yeah, they, when the hell they need money badly. Yeah, I don't, I don't <laughs> think that'll happen. Uh, Kyle Galvin, but Maya and George have double-digit losses on their records and neither have ever been champions in the UFC. Both are excellent fighters, but the best of the best, they are not. 
Uh, yeah, I, I think we talked about that in the last two podcasts. Yeah, but I would agree with that. Both are very good fighters. Like Askren as well, very good fighter, but not not the best of the best. Uh, Gavin Springett, has Rory McDonald lost his killer instincts in finding Jesus? I think he has, yeah. I don't think he's the same fighter he was. Um, Dan Mas- Mac asked the same about the whole Jesus. Loads of people asked about this Jesus thing. Uh, MMA Breck, uh, where does Lima go from here? Three times champ. I don't even believe in Jeebus. Jeebus, yeah. <laughs> Great homer. Uh, where does Lima go? I think there's lots of fights there for him. Maybe he could even go up to, you know, go up to middleweight, uh, fight to whoever their champion is there. Um, or um, uh, Musasi or someone like that. Um, you know, the, the Rory McDonald rematches there all the time. The um, MVP rematches there all the time. I interviewed him a couple of weeks ago and he said he wants that as well. So maybe maybe that's there. Um, uh, Ian O'Neill, does, did Robbie Lawler break Rory McDonald? We talked about that earlier on as well. Mm-hmm. No, I don't think he did because we don't forget... Roy McDonald was the U- was the Bellator champion until last night, and you know he he deserved that. He I think he defended his belt two or three times. That was a world so. champion, you world champion. There you go. Yeah. Uh, does God have a plan? I don't think so. Did you listen to the Kanye West new album, Graham? It's fucking horrendous. Um, I didn't, but I heard a couple of songs off it when uh when I was doing something else. Yeah, I, I can guess that it's fucking terrible. Uh, what's worse, the Bellator <laughs> heavyweight division or the AEW women's division? Um. The yeah, what? The AEW Women's Division of Wrestling. I don't think that's particularly good. I haven't watched actually much of it, so I don't know. Can't answer that question. Uh, no idea. Farrell Connolly, friend, friend of the podcast. After Askren's loss and Nelson, uh, are they on it that basically Askren versus Nelson, is that fight going to happen? I think it should. That's a good fight, isn't it? I yeah, like that's that a good fight. Yeah. Uh, it's another kind of. <laughs> Dana White could give another hard matchup for Askren, and it, it is another hard matchup, so it, it probably is likely that that matchup or a similarly hard matchup will be given to Askren stylistically do you think do you think Askren would fear um, Gunny Nelson's uh, jiu-jitsu as much as he fears Damian Myers? no but I think on the feet is uh, Gunny's a lot yeah. better yeah he'd well. destroy him yeah <laughs> like that would be if that lasted 30 seconds on the feet Gunny Nelson's knocking him out like Gunny Nelson is very good striking I know he doesn't have the best striking just do nothing for 30 seconds yeah, <laughs> you that's, never know that's, that's very likely as well <laughs> very likely as well um Andy McCarroll asks about all the Irish talent being in Bellator and the UFC coming back. Yeah, we've talked about that loads of times. doesn't look like it's going to come back. Although we've Cage Warriors coming up in two weeks' time, so we'll talk about that next week. And there's some good Irish talent on that. And over the next month, we're going to be talking about a lot about the young Irish talent who's not in Bellator. So look, look forward to that. And Paul Hughes as well. We must mention him here. He won as well uh, at the weekend. Decky Dalton won as well. So Another first round finish. Uh, he's kind of burst onto the scene, a pro known for his hands, but he's got a couple of quick submissions now as well, just kind of showing as well roundedness and why people are so excited about him. Yeah, and when I talked to him a couple of months ago as well, uh, he kind of said that he was like, "Oh, I'm a, I'm a submission, I'm a striker, but I want to be, you know, showing my submission, uh, you know, ability as well and my wrestling ability as well." So he's definitely done that over the next next while. And I wonder if they get be able to get him on this car card and ten day notice or something like that. Maybe not, but. It'd be great if they did. Come on, get him on it. Well, I did actually see the, the, the. I just saw the clip of the the finish, but uh, it didn't look like he took any damage. Yeah. So, uh, yeah, if they offered him something, if some, if, if an opportunity popped up, I'm sure he'd jump on it. Yeah, uh, Gavin Springer is Ben Askren the most overhyped fighter ever to play with the UFC. <laughs> so many Ben Askren questions. Do you think he is? Do you think he's the most overrated fighter in UFC history? Because I certainly. <laughs> hard to think of somebody more overrated um, yeah he's up there he's up there um, I can't think of anybody else 
Yeah, he's definitely the most overrated fighter in UFC history. I was dead right. I was 100%. CM right. Punk was pretty overrated. How? <laughs> you say you're taking <laughs> a piece People were giving oh him a chance. God. Like, the fighter is like, oh, what? no, come on. People, like, see, everyone knew CM Punk was fucking shit. Like, come on. How was he overrated? <laughs> nah, it was a few people. Come on. <laughs> no, there wasn't. There wasn't. Not at all. But, like, um, compared to his actual ability and what people were, like, expecting of him. Yeah, he's, he's fucking shit. <laughs> <laughs> He got in there and he did it. Uh, the worst fighter in the UFC history and the most overrated. It. <laughs> yeah, people think about me though. He went in there and did it. You're just a keyboard warrior. I'm, I'm. Well, I'm, I'm actually near a keyboard here right now. But I'm the, the microphone, the podcast warrior. That's what I'm going to start calling myself next. The podcast mic warrior. warrior. <laughs> podcast warrior. Shawnee warrior. The pod. The pod warrior. That's my new nickname now. The podcast warrior. Um, who would you like to see Cyril Gagne fight next? Derek Lewis. Let's make that happen. Let's make that happen. Uh, right, last couple yeah, here. Derek Lewis wins here. It makes sense. Like if the timing's the timing's good. Yeah, sure. Uh, thoughts on Sergio Pettis going to Bellator? <sighs> Brian Don't Moore care. called him out. That'd be a good fight. Brian Moore versus Sergio Pettis. I like that. Fight. Yeah, make it happen. <sighs> Sergio Pettis, like uh, I don't know. He's just he, 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 like he shows flashes, but he's I don't know what's wrong with him. He, he, he doesn't seem to be able to. He's a bit of a like you. I don't know. Kind of popped in my head. Jake Matthews, where these fights that he should win. Yeah, that's a good, that's like, a good he just has a way of losing these fights. I don't know why. What do you, like? He seems to have the ability. Like if if you ask him to do a certain technique, he's probably able to do it. Like, but putting it all together just just isn't happening for him. Maybe he was pushed too early because of you know Pettis or Anthony Pettis was the champion at the time and all that. No, no um, Anthony's been living in his shadow for his whole career. <laughs> I feel like Sergio Pettis He was here This guy was on the cover Of the, the Wheaties, Wheaties box, box he was. Dana White was Nearly came in his pants When that happened He did I feel like Sergio Pettis He did Okay <laughs> he he literally, <laughs> he I feel like Sergio Pettis Is another one of these lads Who isn't Isn't a great athlete I feel like he's a very good fighter Very good technique and all But I don't I just don't like, think He has like the athletic ability Of a Demetrius Johnson Other guys like that In, in that division So Going up to Bantamweight as well I don't think that actually benefits him. I think he's better at 125, but however. Right, we have a few questions here from Thomas Slain. Um, how desperate did McGregor seem with that stupid Moscow presser? Very harsh in him here. Uh, any top five lightweights beats him easily now. He didn't uh, take the Dana White put down well. How can he not think Habib is the man now? Yeah, like to me, McGregor, when that sort of thing happens, when Dana says it's Habib, and his tweets lately have just seemed very kind of very childish or very poorly thought out and McGregor used to be the king of that before it used to be funny the, the, the quips used to be absolutely hilarious but now they're just there's still some of them are funny but most of them especially when they're with Habib now come on he beat you man just go in, go in and beat him and then you can make those jokes again like I really think a lot of them are badly thought out badly timed and desperate there's a, sm- a smell of de- desperation off him now he can change all that by going in and beating him again but he has to do that I think if I don't think it's a good idea doing that things now because it's it's taken away what Conor McGregor was and what Conor McGregor was was this this uh, really confident, smart guy who always said the right thing and this is not saying the right thing. So there you go. Um, any thoughts on that there, Graham? Well, like, yeah, I, I think, like, uh, obviously it's, uh, he wants that Habib match and uh, uh, obviously you can, you can kind of say, like, if he was saying these things from having beaten I mean, people probably think it was brilliant. Mm-hmm. You yeah. know, so he's basically just doing what he always did, but he's coming off a loss instead of coming off a yeah. series of dominant wins. I don't think they're as good either, though. I, I do the, 
I just, well, I, I suppose yeah. when you like when you've heard, heard all kind of similar things before, it kind of becomes kind of old hat. Yeah, that is true as well. That is true. Uh, Thomas asked about Nate and you Salary talked about that. And uh, his last question here, last question today: Is Herb Dean more dangerous than steroids? One hundred percent, without a shadow of a doubt, a bad referee is way worse for you than steroids. You you you'd agree with that, surely, wouldn't you? Yeah, well, hypothetically, or in in theory, you should have your corner to to save you, but who's for when's the last like is Nick Diaz the last person to throw in a, a towel like that I can remember like yeah no, no one does it but yeah I, I agree but a bad referee someone who lets you take too many shots who speaking of bad referees yeah. Man United recently what the fuck uh, stop we got two <laughs> but like seriously what the fuck this Arigi gets molested from behind <laughs> uh, they score then two penalties for very dubious penalties yeah, the what the hell like the second one was a bit of a joke as well. Like, ah, that's no, not that been given a, all season. Like little glimpser of of the hand. Like I yeah, thought, they, I I thought they were. I thought they've been given. But I don't know. They've been yeah. given. They've been given them against the, the attackers. It's such a strange rule that the attacker can can't handball it, but the defender can. No, but you and know, even even on the man, he just let goal. The defender like man on the game. The defender like fouled him into handballing it, and like that that's just ignored. Yeah, but you know what the funny thing is? You say Man United, Man United, but it's actually like Liverpool. It's li- Liverpool. one bad decision went against Liverpool, and they changed the whole thing. Now everyone is getting the decisions all over the place. It's because it happened to Liverpool. It's all changed. That's an undeniable fact. Like that has happened. Liverpool well, it's all crying. changed. And Man United got a couple of decisions. No, More but decisions. it's happened in every game this week. Have you have you watched matches today? Have you seen all, all the games? They're giving penalties for nothing. They're giving stupid well, they ridiculous penalties. For penalties. Oh, but they're it's ridiculous. Like just see the one in well, the they were the Arsenal what, game. The yeah. uh, Callan Chambers course. <laughs> That's a fucking joke. No? Oh, come on. Did you not see it? They're That's all like foul, falling though, all no? over each other and all. He, he, oh, it was he kicks him, though, as he's your man's not sort, trying, not, not trying to create the space. Let's be honest. Like, no. That's a foul. They were falling over each other. Your man fouled him first. When I, he pushed him over. Did you not see the big push in the back? It's ridiculous. Because if you're only oh, giving which one it for is this? Sorry, which one is Callan this? Callan Chambers. This is the one on the disallowed goal, is it? Uh, yeah. On the Socrates yeah. goal, yeah. That should have been disallowed. No, not a hope. No That's way. That's a foul. No, it wasn't. Not a hope was it a foul. No, it's a joke. But anyway. Sure, but in, the they, game, in the Liverpool game, Salah was pulled back, uh, stayed on his feet in the box and no penalty. And Gary Neville and Martin Tyler were joking about how oh, he's a diver, basically. And then yeah, Harry Kane goes down with a, with a touch and they're, they're saying how smart he is. He is a diver, don't friends. But I don't know. Look. Did, I think it's ridiculous the fact that we've had one rule for half the season. Liverpool have one bad result. Whoever, the, whoever the most, is the most ridiculous part of the whole the rule changes is the defenders allowed to handball it and attackers not. Like, you need to have the same rules for yeah, everybody. It's, it's, it's crazy. Look, just get rid of VAR. And will they not like if the ref would the, would the ref not go over to the little TV screen and check the decision for himself? Yeah, like it's. It's ridiculous. Like they literally have gone from giving absolutely nothing to giving everything now in in one week in one decision because Marcus Van Dijk got hit with a Crab Maga to the to the neck. Crab Maga move. Steven Seagal would have been proud of it. Yeah. And uh, didn't even penalty check it. Yeah. That Lindelof <laughs> one is baffling. Like the Lindelof one from last week. That was. I, I think you you know you we're the mo- two most biased people on earth. But even you think that was you know cl- clear and obvious. He definitely made the most of. It. He definitely made contact. But it wasn't clear and obvious though, was it? You know, it wasn't one that you changed the whole rule book for. Like there's been others way more the obvious. Fouls a foul that. though, like you know that's the way it should be. Like if they bring in replays, they should. If it's a foul, it's a foul. Like you know. Yeah, that's uh, why they shouldn't bring in replays because you look at anything and it's a foul in, and we'll, the game will be. 
be destroyed. Game will change quick. Like you know, a corner comes in, people are grabbing, pulling, and uh, jumping on each other. That won't happen after a few weeks. I hate that. Leagues. I think that should be low. Just just let them do it. Like you know, I hate that. They need but to get even, rid of uh, it. Even uh, shepherding it out for for a goal kick or shepherding it for a throw, and everybody knows he has no intention of playing the ball. He's completely obstructing the player. That's a foul. Mm. Give a foul. Yeah, but I keeper that's... keeper holds it more than six seconds. That's an indirect free kick. Give an indirect free kick. Like, yeah. can we have the rules, please? Like, yeah, it's the way things are ref though. That at least we know. Yeah, but that's I, I, never well, going to just enforce the rules is it that difficult like i don't yeah i agree but the way the rules are enforced i'm fine with that as long as it's consistent with this var it's just bullshit because the referees are waiting for the var to give it for the last six weeks var weren't giving it now the referees are given even fucking less and vr are given everything yeah it's yeah i agree you have, to, you, have to, you have to stick to your guns like yeah. okay you, you can come out and make an announcement and say okay we're changing it but you can't just change it behind the scenes yeah, I think, and not let everybody know. Yeah, I think the, even the most fervent VAR uh, lovers don't even want that anymore. Like, I think it's, it's a ridiculous. Like, like, it's, it's, it's absolutely a farce. It is a farce. It is. When Man United and Liverpool fans are green, like, Man United got a penalty today and I was going mad about VAR. <laughs> and last week... Two penalties. Like, uh, uh, well, the, the second one was a penalty. Right. He definitely... It was a handball in, in the box. Like, that's... That's a penalty, like, you can't be, you can't be doing that. But the first one definitely wasn't, like, and even the second one, you know, it's, it's a 50-50 as well. Like, uh, look, if, if you're using VAR and you're saying if someone handles it, it's a penalty. It's more of a foul the other way, the first one. I actually haven't watched it back. It was a bit of a foul, but it wasn't enough. It wasn't but, enough uh, the, 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 the contact off the ball is initiated by the running other player. But the lad slid in and he didn't kick the ball as well. If you look at it that Yeah, way, but neither of them were, had control of the ball. The ball was kind of like off on itself. Yeah, I don't think it was a penalty. Don't get me wrong. But yeah, it was stupid. It should never have been given. It shouldn't... It should just never have been given. But anyway, right? It's all just turned to every every football conversation and podcast. Yeah, just like just talking about how bad VR. the refs are and how bad VAR is. Perfect. And it's about time because people did defend the refs or not talking about how bad it, the refs were. You love referees like, more than you love the game, like, don't you? I just wish they just enforced the rules. It's just not that hard. Like, why are they making up their own rules or managing the game? Like, for example, in the Spurs start, scored in the first minute of this game and then started wasting time as much as they possibly could the whole game. And the ref's like, oh, do it one more time. And, and it's like, he's failing on purpose. You know he's failing on purpose. Like, don't, it's like cage grab. Don't grab the cage again. Don't grab the cage again. It's like, they know the rules. Mm -hmm. Give them the card. <laughs> like yeah. stop managing the game like making up your own rules like just play to the rules please it's not that difficult that's your job you work an hour and a half a week like just do it that was a fantastic rant there. I enjoyed that. I, I like any other profession, you make that many mistakes in an hour and a half, you're you're long fired. Like it's ridiculous. Although Graham, we've been doing this podcast now for seventy three minutes, and you've definitely made more mistakes than fucking Martin Tyler makes in a week or over. I'm not professional anyway, though. Like. Ah, you are. <laughs> these, these people, these people paying up for our Patreon, and you're not a professional. Is that what you're saying? No, I'm not a professional. Patreon.com professional, professional idiot. Professional bollocks. That's true. <laughs> right, that's it. Anyway, my my. Like, my voice is absolutely Professional fucked. Professional shy talker, that's, that's what I am. I know you're sick, but my voice is fucked. I just do so many podcasts these days that my voice is absolutely in yeah, relax. You stop talking about me being sick. You love talking about people being sick. You're dying, like. You're hearing the way out. <laughs> I know, I'll I actually to, am. I'll have, to look for, uh, I'll have to look for a replacement for you, for fuck's sake, if you, if you want Don't see it. Really. <laughs> oh, yeah, speaking of uh, ex-severe uh, severe, uh, podcast host, fair play to Andrew McGahan. He got his brown belt today, so... 
he'd be going around getting fucking smashed by lads who are better than Jesus, him for the next he finally, five years. He finally paid enough monthly subs <laughs> to get the to get the new the new belt. Did he? That's true. Brown belt. He could have gone into Vinny's and got one of them ten years ago. It's a scam. It's a pyramid scheme. It is a pyramid scheme. You know, it's like it's like drug dealers. They give you this new drug every six months just to give you another. Here's a little stripe for your belt, man. Keep paying them fees. How how badly do you think <laughs> people are gonna be raging? It's just some evil head us like I love we talked about football first, they all stop listening. Yeah, that's true, that is true. Yeah, that's actually a good idea. We'll do all the jujitsu <laughs> shit talking after we talk about Make you have a stupid argument about Liverpool and Man United and then yeah. we can just talk about whatever we want and nobody will know. Like actually with jujitsu for like last six weeks, didn't now it's been wrestling the last podcast because uh, because Damien Maya won. My jiu-jitsu argument was out the window there for a podcast. So. <laughs> <laughs> we'll be back soon though once, once the atmosphere moves yeah. on. That's true, that's true. Right, I suppose that's it, Graham. Thank you very much. I might be seeing you on Tuesday, I don't know. I'm going up to Dublin for this Cage Warriors event, so I think uh, Graham Boylan's there. Jeez, you can't, you can't stop coming to Dublin. Reese McKee's there, I think, so we'll have a few <laughs> interviews up for you. Anyway. <laughs> Um, and that's it. Love an old trip to Dublin. I don't, in fairness. Uh-huh. I don't. I don't. But um, what was that noise? Were you moving a the chair there? Did you fart into your microphone? Or what happened? <laughs> <laughs> right. Thanks, everyone. I sound like I'm the highest man in the world right now, even though I'm not. I'm just tired and emotional. Uh, this clock gone forward. Right. <laughs> Thanks everyone for listening. Sign on patreon.com forward slash severe May podcast. Follow me at Sean Sheehan BA. Follow Graham at Severe May at Severe May Pod. Send your questions in all week. And all that's left to do. Europe. What was that? The champions of Europe. Oh yeah, he won it all the time. Yeah, anyway. Um love that song. Sometimes I catch a signal. Yeah. All that's left to do now is give the inspiration quote. <laughs> of the week you become what you believe we'll see you next Sunday or Tuesday or Monday or I fucked that up <laughs>